Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. What value have I got to share with the world? (laughs) It gets so philosophical. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Yes. What's life about? (laughs) Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey everyone and welcome back. Em, who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out to on this week's episode? To the lovely Lara, who bought us five coffees, which is so, so kind. She said, Emma and Sarah, I've been waiting patiently eight months to finally tell you I've officially graduated from Interview Boss School and accepted my first full-time role. I was seriously more excited to tell you two than I was my own mum when I got the offer. After a few years of contract jobs and freelancing, I was starting my first real job search in April with no idea where to begin. Your podcast guided me through every step of the way, starting all the way at crafting my resume and cover letter to my first interviews. Thank you emails, follow-up emails, best bits, and even support when twice I didn't get the job after making it to the final round. You're changing lives across the globe. For me, all the way over in New York City, you've helped take an overwhelming, daunting, and emotionally exhausting process into something manageable. Last month, I even had a friend who was up for a promotion and I sent him episodes and helped him craft his best bits, teaching him what you taught me and no surprises, he got it. What you've created is a priceless resource and the two of you have become a pivotal part of my career story. I'll miss hearing your Aussie accents, the way you say (laughs) resume scratches my brain or maybe she means how you say it which is resume that probably scratches her brain more i'll be back again in april when i'll be up for a raise until then thank you thank you thank you and i love you lara i love you too that's incredible she has like fully graduated you were a like what did what did the americans say like an a plus student a plus you do not need to come back except for when you're up for a raise in April. Yeah, and that's I love that it's like we're this place that you come when you need us. I like to, like when in Australia, like we grew up playing netball and it's kind of like, I guess if you've never heard of it, it's like a modified version of basketball, kind of very different rules. But People over there have heard of netball. It's not that No, weird. I don't think so. It's really not played much around the world. What? Anyway. 
in netball, there's a bit of a catchphrase, I guess, that a wing attack will often say when they're like outside the circle and offering some assistance to the goal shooter. And they'll say, here if you need, here if you need, here if you need, here if you need, just so they know where you are and they can quickly flick the ball to you. So I just like to think that we're like the wing attack of your job search. We're here if you need. (laughs) Yeah. If you need us, turn back. We're right here. If you don't need us, go yourself. We know you can do it. If you want results like Lara, check out my one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. If you have ideas for episodes or situations that you've been in and you want us to cover, let us know. We may not be able to help you right now if you've got a, a challenge, but you can pay it forward and we've got an episode then for someone in the future. Today, we're talking about building your personal brand with LinkedIn, and we have a very special guest with us, Abby Naylor. Abby is a LinkedIn personal brand coach with her business, Bold Mood. She has a degree in communications, and her love for personal branding came from when her two careers collided, recruitment and marketing, a bit of a match made in heaven. She wanted to help professionals who she saw killing it in person, but struggling to articulate their personal brand message and offerings online. Her mission is to help you build a powerful personal brand on LinkedIn to increase your influence, impact, and income. Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. We know how important personal brand can be, especially in the job search, and a big way that a lot of people obviously build their personal brand is online through LinkedIn. Now, there's a lot of myths out there about LinkedIn, and I was wondering if you'd like to bust some of those for us. I think most, a lot of people, depending where they are in their journey, if they're just kind of new to LinkedIn or if they've been around for a while and kind of just use it as a recruiter tool, there is a myth around it that it's just to find a job. It's a headhunting kind of tool. Basically a job board. (laughs) Exactly. You just, you go on the job search and you find a job kind of thing. So that is a myth out there that I do want to debunk. It is an incredible marketing tool and create a tool for people to really level up their personal brands on there, share thought leadership content and really, yeah, just level up their careers. If they're searching for a promotion or they're looking for a new job, it's a great way to just showcase your expertise, your achievements, your professional and personal journey, and just really relate to people. And you never know who's looking at your content as well. So I love that, that it's not just for the moment that you're desperate for a job and you're jumping on there like, right, who can I reach out to or what can I see? I like thinking of it almost as like an online portfolio. Then you can look back and remember the great things you've done and then maybe use them in your interviews as your examples or best bits. Like it's like a little highlight reel of all the cool things you've done. Yeah, that's exactly how I like to share with my clients as well, because I think people do get quite overwhelmed when they think about LinkedIn because they're like, oh, it's just for CEO level men. It's for, you know what I mean? I need to sound overly professional and yeah, just kind of like have that. There's just a stigma around it, I think. And so that's what I really like to work on with my clients just to really help them find their story, their point of difference in their career and industry and just really stand out. And to do it their way as well. Like it doesn't have to be done in the way that you see other people posting. You don't have to copy them or be a certain type of person. You can work out what's your kind of content that you're going to be interested in. We've got a couple of episodes that we've done before on various different things, like having career security instead of job security, thinking about how employable you are. And we've also talked about what to do if you're made redundant. And one of those things of like posting to your network and saying, hey, keep an eye out. Let me know if there's any 
vacancies that pop up. Now, if you don't do anything on LinkedIn and you ignore your presence completely, and then suddenly you get to that point where you need it, you haven't invested in growing your network, in curating, you know, your image and and what people might think of you. So you're going to feel like, oh, I'm really behind when you suddenly want to get something out of it. So I think it's like, kind of like a bit of a career insurance policy a little bit as well of like having all these connections and having this opportunity to reach out to people, to talk about stuff. You're not feeling like, oh, but I'd have to update my profile purse. Like keep it updated. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not just like you optimize your profile and then kind of leave it. It's a, it's a continuous thing. And I think people need to realize like outside of your job, your personal brand stays with you. So that's your reputation. That is, you know what I mean? Not even just offline, but as well online. So if you are quite new to LinkedIn and you're looking to kind of build your network in your industry and kind of stand out to decision makers in your industry, if you're looking for a job, my recommendation would just be to connect. So not just connect with people at networking events and community events. I would highly recommend just spending about 15 to 20 minutes per morning and connect with people either by commenting on their posts and leaving a meaningful comment, not just love this yeah, or congratulations, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Not just, <laughs> I do see that. I do see that a lot. So you want to be better than like the Facebook auntie who's like, great job or like <laughs> yeah. you need to add meaningful kind of value in the comments of like, what did you like about it? Tell me something else. Exactly. Yeah. Because you just, I think people really underestimate that the commenting feature of LinkedIn, it's like a domino effect. So when you comment on someone's post, whoever else is engaged with that post, it just spreads like wildfire. So that person can then land on your profile that can, you know what I mean? So it just kind of goes on from there. So I can't stress that enough is if you are new and you kind of want to flex your muscles a little bit in that uh, building your confidence, don't just like jump in the deep end with content and doing it. I need to post five days a week, build your audience, just get the lay of the land a little bit. Be a stalker for a while. Observe comment yeah. react observe <laughs> I love that and even when you are sending connection requests just add a personalized touch to it as well it's just it's those little things as well and for the novices out there that are new to making a profile or have been putting it off like I had for about a whole year what do you find are the biggest barriers to setting it up or what people find the hardest about creating their profile what do they get stuck on I do find a lot of people find talking about themselves really cringe. Mm. So glad you brought this up because I had a question in there that was like, <laughs> how do we get over the imposter syndrome of posting online or yes. the quote unquote bragging? I'm not using that myself, but a lot of people write into us and are like, in the interview context, even they think that in interviews, you're, you know, trying to brag about yourself and I'm just not someone who's like that. And I feel awkward. And how do I get past it? And I'm like, you got to brag to survive bragging quotation marks I go the opposite way I'm like it's not bragging you just have to be truthful it's not I'm of like, course it's not if you're underselling yourself I want you to reframe that in your head you're lying you're lying you're not telling yes. the truth about what you did that's what I want people to think about you don't have to go over the top but I'm using their language that's how it's perceived to them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there there is a massive misconception that personal branding is all about bragging look at me look at me look at me and it's really not it's just about sharing your value with your target audience so how do you want to be portrayed in your career or business so I think we'll go back to optimizing your profile so a lot of people do struggle with their about me section because they're just like okay 
who am I? Yes. What like what what value have I got? What value have I got to share with the world? It gets so philosophical. Who am I? Yes. What's life about? No, and you know when you sit in like a it's a icebreaker and they're like, so tell me something fun oh, about yourself. Yeah, and you that. instantly just freeze. You're like, I've not ever done anything. I don't know anyone. I have no talents. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly so, how it feels. I know. And then I tend to find when people do go to write their about me section, they start talking robotic and overly formal, just like because that's how they were taught at university or that's how they were taught at their corporate gig to kind of sound so professional and, you know what I mean, not have that personal touch. We talk about this all the time. I love it. We do. And I think to deal with imposter syndrome, honestly, everyone suffers from it, including me. And I've been on LinkedIn building my personal brand on there for over three years now. And I still get it. Um, Because what you are doing is you are showing up daily and you are sharing your value to the world. You're forming your own opinions on topics that are important to you. And and that's that can be quite daunting. So I think my advice would just be just make a start and keep showing up each day. Like it will get better. It will get less cringy. I promise you it will feel less cringy. (laughs) Yeah. I saw something a while ago that was like everyone who's ever done something amazing had to go through the cringe period and every yeah. new thing you start feels cringe, including this podcast. It took me about two years to yeah. stop feeling cringe about this and then you get to yeah. a point where you're reaping the benefits. So, yeah, with the profile and stuff, what do you say about in your, yeah, about me section and stuff? Are you an advocate for trying to, you know, come up with something a bit fun and colourful or any little tips and tricks there? I think it's just taking it back to basics. So I think as well, just kind of like open a Word doc, put pen to paper and just figure out who you are. Who's your target audience? Who do you want to kind of target in your content? Like who do you want to educate? And I think as well, just finding out what your value proposition is. So what do you do in your career that someone might share that same skill or experience, but no one has your story. So what I mean by that is just kind of finding that balance between the right version of like talking about who you are and what your career story is and what value you can add to your audience. So I think my recommendation is just get the creative juices flowing, open a Word doc, just start writing out your story. So start from day dot, what was your first job? And just start making those, um, just creating that storyline and finding the pivotal moments because I think as well when you add that personal element you can relate to people and you just never know who you're really inspiring. I've seen anecdotes work really well in that place in your kind of you know, about me section. I think for our listeners who've already come up with their tell me about yourself, that is a great place to start. That is something that you can almost feed your content straight into that about me section. I would say though, you probably want to keep it a little bit less formal, I would say, and throw in a little bit more of like an anecdote or a story. Imagine like you're talking directly to a person as opposed to in interview mode where you are kind of being a little bit more structured. But if you've already got that prepped for an interview, great. Like have a look at that, start there and then start fiddling around with what you like. Chat GPT, I'm sure is a great place. That's the first place I'd go these days if I don't like a blank page. So you cannot put your chat GPT profile directly in there, but it'll help you not just start from zero and like 
say, okay, what should I put in my profile? Or I think when I very first wrote mine, I found a colleague or someone who was in my organization or someone that I knew who I liked the look of their profile, had a bit of a look at theirs and just got some inspo on like, okay, what tense are we talking? You know, are we saying I, are we saying Sarah? Like that's, you know, I just wanted to figure out those little things. And I think like Emma said, be in stalker mode for a little while. If you collected a few ideas and dumped them into that Word doc, you could then, you know, start from there and you're not so intimidated with what you write. Exactly. And it's all about just investing time into the platform. When you're new to things, it's even when you're new to a job, it's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel, you know what I mean? No one likes being the new kid. Yeah. So, but like each, it's all about investing that time in it because Trust me, it is a long game strategy, your personal brand. You don't just kind of optimize your profile and go, okay, ta-da, here it is. You have to show up daily, connect with your audience, really build that community and you'll reap the benefits when it comes to wanting that job promotion or landing a different job. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. I have an idea for a hack, actually. This might be a cool one for like a new year, new me. I want to get better on LinkedIn. Like download the app. I wonder how many people like just never download the app and they always use it on desktop. I think it's probably more so than other social media where... Ew, I'm always the app. Yeah. Who's getting on the desktop? I don't That's know. prehistoric. I reckon when you're like <laughs> updating your profile, I reckon when people are doing their profile, they're going on their computer. I would say download the app, but not just that. Because I'd say lots of people have it on your homepage of your phone, maybe swap it out with your Facebook app or something or like somewhere where you're trying to cut down time, make it harder to get to that app and put the LinkedIn one right there. Because our automated fingers will just click it without us knowing. Yeah, because if you feel like a little scroll, you can scroll through your LinkedIn instead. It's like a little bit more productive than scrolling on Instagram. Exactly. And by the time, like you don't even realize you are scrolling Instagram until you kind of get your, it's Sunday night and you get the depression I have every week when it's like, you spent nine hours on screen time (laughs) today. And I'm like, wow, this is up 12% from last week. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Thanks for that stat, Apple. Those, those stats for me, that's none of my business. It's none of my business yeah, no, how much you've turn spent. It off. <laughs> I don't want to know. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know. No, I don't need to know. But I think, yeah, great way to like a slight swap to spend more time on LinkedIn and you're seeing more stuff. You'll then be like, oh, I have a thought on that. Great. Write a comment. Like that's how you can get in. And my advice as well, ladies, would be to set yourself a challenge each day and to show up. If you have 15, 20 minutes of your morning when you're drinking your coffee, log on to LinkedIn. And once you're familiar with, if you're quite new to it, if you're familiar and you're um, scrolling through it, I recommend finding five new people that you haven't connected with before 
either sending them a personalized connection request or commenting on their post just to support them. So that will honestly get your name out there and that'll just slowly start building that credibility for you because it just takes that one comment, it takes that one conversation to honestly lead into anything. So for example, I after showing up on LinkedIn for like I said, over three years. I recently, last year, I was invited on a business retreat in Bali. With, amazing. Yeah, with business owners in there. It was awesome. And I almost said no. I was like, oh God, no, I don't really know these people kind of thing. I, I only know them through LinkedIn. We'd supported each other's content for so long. Internet friends. We were internet yeah. friends and we hadn't met in real life. And then the next thing, I'm on a flight to Bali. And honestly, I landed a client out of it. And I honestly have friends I've set for life. You know what I mean? So it just starts with that one conversation. You just honestly don't know where it's going to lead. And I think internal is a really great thing to talk about as well. Like I have found that particularly when you're new in a job, I think it works really well. When you post stuff and you just share what you're doing, a photo of like, hey, this is my desk on my first day, I'm excited or whatever. I would get comments and like interactions from my boss's 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 boss or something like from a whole different country who I'd never met who like commented or liked or something. And it's like, wow, that person maybe doesn't know who I am, but maybe like sometimes the next time you post, then they comment, right? Like they know who you are. Imagine how hard that would be if you had to like email them or something, you would never. So you can get recognition, even if you're not looking for another company or whatever, you can network internally to get people to know you too. You travel to them via osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> and you honestly never know, like you could start showing up, like you could start building your personal brand. And it's like I said, it's a long game strategy. Like you might connect with someone three years ago and then in six months time, they might reach out to you for something because they've been following your journey and they've been following and one post might just really resonate with them. So you honestly just never know who's watching. And especially if you are looking for that promotion and want to be a thought leader in your industry or you are searching for that job, it's the first place recruiters look for. Or like documenting a bit of a career change journey. Like there was someone I did a coaching session with and she was kind of looking to transition from law into HR. And I think she was one of the people that kind of reached out to go, hey, I'd love a coffee chat. And people don't do that enough. You, people definitely need to do that more. So we had like a virtual. I did one the other day and it was so nice. Did you? Oh, yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. They reached out on LinkedIn. Oh, how nice is that? They reached out to me on LinkedIn and wanted like career advice about they have the same job as me, but whether they should take this new opportunity. I didn't give them an answer. I just listened and talked about my experience and stuff, but it was so nice. Or you can refer them to someone else or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I even had someone reach out to me that was in, he was in the army and he wants to make a transition into a project management, a corporate role kind of thing. This so the clients that I work with is honestly, there's such a variety. There's people that are looking, that are in a safety position in the mines and they want to look for a promotion. There's other people that are even just in daycare, like a daycare, early daycare center and they're working on their masters and they want to go into more of that like global leadership position and things like that. And they're just like, I just don't have that confidence online to really share that thought leadership. And yeah, it's just, yeah. So I think if you're going to exec level roles, like, oh, game changer, like you need to be on LinkedIn if you're trying to do that. Yeah, really make a difference. And there's a billion people on LinkedIn, which is 
crazy to think and it's just like there's so much untapped potential on there especially in that creator side of things so when people are kind of quite confident showing up at each day with their content that content marketing piece yeah it's just there's so much credibility in that now where the recognition I should say sorry where they're being noticed and you know how on Instagram and TikTok you can get that blue badge um yeah verified or yeah verified now it's called the top badge there's either a top badge voice a creative voice or a community badge so I don't know if you scroll LinkedIn as much as I do I probably do it's on my homepage. Yeah. I, I made that change years yeah. ago and I'm like instead of Facebook let's go to LinkedIn <laughs> exactly you will notice that have you been notified to share your contribution to an article. Oh, yes. I've been seeing that heaps. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of to give the, because like obviously you see the big dog creators on LinkedIn, how they have like get hundreds and thousands of kind of likes and engagement. But this provides the people that are just in that startup phase, that credibility piece to kind of really elevate their brands and kind of share more of their thought leadership content. So there's just so much untapped potential on there and features on LinkedIn that just people are unaware of. And that's what I take this. It's I'm so passionate about it because I love helping people in their careers and showing up confidently by, yeah, just debunking LinkedIn and helping people market themselves. Showing them how they can do it. I was thinking of that person changing from like defense into corporate. I just thought about how well text posts go on LinkedIn. Imagine like, sharing a photo of him in uniform and telling a story about this was this one thing and here's how I had to manage this project and here's how it turned out, that would go completely viral, like almost instantly. I just, knowing the way that LinkedIn works and what kind of content it likes, that would absolutely go nuts, I think. And that's the cool thing, I think, about the types of content too. Like it tends to be photos and and text. You don't need to do videos. It's not very hard to start creating or start contributing or start showing up. You don't need to get in front of a camera or anything like that. It's all because it's so professional and some people might think it's boring. It's lower barrier to entry, I guess, is what you might say. Yeah. And I think as well, just have fun with your content. Like I have fallen victim to the algorithm over the years because when you're starting out, you're like, oh, what are all the other big dog creators doing? I want to be up there. You know what I mean? And you do that and it's like, no, because this is my personal brand. I want to be authentic. Like I want to show, obviously the algorithm is always going to be there, but it chops and changes. So if you're going to try and keep up with it, but what I recommend is just have fun with your content and experiment. Some people might be confident, they might be a bit more analytical and might like um, digesting an article and putting it in their own words, or they might like showing up on video a lot more, or they might like sharing carousels because they're a bit more in that graphic design space and a bit more creative. So do what feels right. Yeah, exactly. What really suits you and what's really going to align to you and your personal brand. So army guy, if you're out there, post a photo in your car keys, you'll blow up. And we'll all get around you. I, I'm going to keep an eye out for it. It would. I just, I just can feel it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go nuts. We're working on it. If Army Guy is out there and wants to work on his headline or personal slogan, what are the sort of key ingredients that help make a good one of those? Look, I think 
is your headline does follow you everywhere so it's not just when people land on your profile but when you engage on the feed as well so if you like something or if you comment on something your headline will be there so this is prime real estate really to not just a lot of people just put their job title in there and you've just got to think like I said there's a billion people on LinkedIn and there's probably thousands if not millions of people with the same job title as you can we do a live reaction to mine and give me some feedback and be brutal and see if we can spruce it have you done yours recently em no a while ago but mine is boring it's radio journalist and breakfast news presenter comma podcast host and freelance writer give me your thoughts don't hold back it's a big old list Look, that's, it's great because at the end of the day, what, no. What She's being nice, is, Emma. <laughs> it sucks. No, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> no, okay. So the positives about your headline at the moment, Emma, it has plenty of keywords in there that you will show up in the search. So that's really important that a lot of people do forget. So you want to make sure that you are easily searchable on LinkedIn as well. So you say journalist, yep, podcast journalist, host. Yep. Freelance writer, news, breakfast news presenter. Exactly. So you have all the important keywords that you want to be known for in your career or business. But what my advice would be is to find out what your value proposition is. Because like I said, there's a few million of podcast hosts, content writers and stuff like that. So what my recommendation would be is just really reflect on your skills, experiences and accomplishments and really identify what sets you apart from other people in your industry. Like I said, if you have time to just do some creative writing, put some pen to paper or open a Word doc, even just consider your strengths, values and specific contributions you have made to your career. So what about a challenge? What about mine compared? And you can tell us which one's better. Oh, I-, <laughs> I, I recently had to revamp mine because I did it a few years ago and it didn't include the podcast stuff. And I was like, oh, it's time for a refresh. But honestly, I think if you do one thing on LinkedIn, changing that headline years ago, Suddenly I had all these requests. I had people reaching out. It was like insane how unique that made me in the feed. It's prime real estate. Yeah. Every comment that you make, it's right there. Mine at the moment is solver of people problems because I'm HR and podcaster that can get you hired. It's kind of short. (laughs) No, it doesn't, but it doesn't have to be long-winded. Like you said, like yours is probably compared to Emma's, it's more personalized and it's kind of like showing a little bit more authenticity into your tone of voice and what your personality might be. What I can do for you. Yeah. Where Mm. yours is quite like educational kind of sharing what you kind of, what you do. And Mm. I get torn between like being an absolute silly goose, like riding like microphone lover, like professional yarner or something, or like something stupid, or being really like esteemed journalist that was nominated as a finalist at the Acras who, like there's no in between for me. I'm either like, I'm going to go hard or be a silly goose. Like, which is it? I don't know. Emma is both of those things that I kind of think you need to focus on somehow making, like you should try and capture I'm both, like Something like award-nominated news something slash professional yarn spinner or something. Like, I think you should do try and contrast those two things because that is your personality. You are a silly goose and also a professional gal. And exactly. Like you just need to find that balance and you just, like I said, you want to attract your kind of people and you're not going to attract them if you're going to blend in with everyone else. Yeah, or trying to sound professional. Exactly, because it'll just people will see it and just be like, oh, that just sounds like 
every other, you yeah. know, what I mean? every other Joe kind of thing. So what I like to say, there's no right or wrong answer. So the format that you put it in, you could honestly put your job title that you're a podcast host, and then you can add your personal slogan, your value proposition. So for example, if you're a marketing strategist, you could go marketing strategist, transforming ideas into profitable campaigns, driver of brand growth and customer engagement. See how that one's just like a little bit more kind of like that educational piece. It's engaging. And then it just kind of has all those keywords that are associated with their career kind of thing. So they're searchable. And it's not that out there because you don't have to be that crazy if that's not your personal brand, right? Exactly. And then I've seen others that there's a recruiter that I know and her headline's quite lighthearted. So she's like your friendly neighborhood recruiter and then introvert living in an industry of extroverts. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That paints a picture. You're like, she hates it. She's like, stop the networking. Yeah. Yeah, But you just instantly know that she's lighthearted. She's approachable. And yeah, you just know what you're going to get from her. That's such a good one. That immediately paints a picture in my mind of who they are. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, so like, I just like to reiterate, there's just no right or wrong in the format that you do it. Just make sure you use as many keywords. It's personalized to you and your tone of voice. You share what you are doing, who you help and how you do it. And just really what makes you stand out. I saw a really cool feature the other day on someone's profile who was, it was just amazing. They have a name that is so commonly mispronounced and they did the little voice memo thing over the profile where she was like, it's Kachina, not Katrina. And that was just great because A, to actually clarify for people, because it is a like bit of an unusual name, but also like it, it was said in a humorous way. Like it was, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's honestly, and the, another feature as well, like with your profile photo, you can create a video for that. So you can just go, hi, like my name is such and such. And it's, yeah, so you can even bump it up a level, like if you are in creator mode. So there's just, yeah, it's it's awesome, all the different features, how you can, yeah, stand out. Yeah, I love that. And then they've got the ability for you to have your pronouns on there as well. Like that's so easy to be able to, tailor that to make sure that you're not getting misgendered. Like there's a lot of new features that have been added. If it's been a while since you've had to poke around, it's time to get in there. Yeah. And I really wanted to ask you, obviously in this day and age, a huge part of personal brand is online and using platforms like LinkedIn. But how can we also improve our personal brand in person? Like for the people who are in their current jobs amongst their, you know, bosses and colleagues, what are some things you can be doing to like, I guess, yeah, build that perception or reputation of you in person rather than online. Okay, so in the office, I would just lead like lead by example, really. So you want to be like very like the way that you show up online should be the way that you show up offline as well. So attending networking events, those community events in the office, kind of like I said, leading by example in what you're sharing online. So always being like that team player as well. So yeah, just reflecting how you want to be known in the world, not just kind of going online and kind of presenting yourself in a different way that you are in the workplace kind Mm, of thing. Like your alter ego gets on and is the perfect person on LinkedIn, but you don't match up in person. 
Yeah, exactly. You just want to, and I'm not saying like, obviously when you're social on the weekends, you're probably your tone of voice and your the way that you're going to show up is going to be very different. But in the professional setting, like you want to make sure that it aligns, like your online identity does align with your offline as well. Yeah. Like imagine Em, if you had like a really fun kind of headline and then around the workplace, you only ever wore a blazer, like everyone, you talk to everyone really formally, you always yeah, send emails weird. instead of talking to anyone in person. It'd be like, wow, this is really odd. I like poke fun at one of our IT helpers because whenever he comes up to fix something, he never laughs at my jokes. And I'm like, come on, give me something. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, not me. Please. (laughs) He does smile, but he just, he's holding back. I'm like, I'm going to wear you down. (laughs) Laugh at my shitty jokes. It's a work in progress. It is. We'll keep working on it. Um, what is something that our listeners can do tomorrow to start building their LinkedIn presence? Like, you know, a takeaway for them, if they could do one thing, what do you think it would be? Just make a start. So I just like to take things back to basics when you are just optimize your profile. So making sure you're checking in with it. It's not outdated so that uni photo that you took 10 years ago is not still there. You know what I mean? Just doing a bit of a health check on your profile, really. So you want to make sure that your headshot aligns to who you are. At the moment, my hair is a little bit longer in mine, so I really need to, not that I look like I'm catfishing, but you know what I mean? I just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's important to kind of just give it a spruce and make sure I'm like, I feel like I'm not the same person I was two years ago. So it's kind of just like doing those health checks. So making sure your headshot aligns to who you are, your headline as well represents who you are, who you help, how you do it, and your value proposition. Making sure your banner that is also prime real estate, it's the first thing people do look at. So just making sure that it just has at least your name on it, your contact details, or where people can really find you, or just like even adding your value prop to that so people can see that, as well as just like making sure your about me section experience is filled out and ask for recommendations. So if you are in your career right now, or you're studying, ask your colleagues, your boss or your uni lecturer, ask them to recommend you and to endorse you for skills. So this is a really underutilized feature on the platform that can really help build your credibility in your industry and space. So when you are looking for a new job, when recruiters do pop on to or the employee does pop onto your profile, they're like, okay, awesome. So she's not lying on her resume. Somebody can verify. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand, they don't realize that you can add media to your profile. So even in your experience section, say if you did this massive campaign, you're in media, you did a massive campaign, add that, add that to your experience. Just um, for those people that are visual learners and that really does kind of elevate that credibility piece because you are walking the talk, but it kind of just complements as well. So my biggest recommendation is, yeah, just giving your profile a health check and, yeah, just make a start. Spring cleaning a little bit. Love it. It's a great way to start the year. Exactly. And I think as well, I did touch on this earlier in the episode and I also made a post on this today is the power of connection and building a community. So if you are new or even if you have been around on LinkedIn for a while, but you kind of just want to use it for more of the marketing side than the the headhunting recruiter side, start building your audience on there. So start by commenting, start by engaging, sending those personalized requests because that will compound 
found over time. I love it. Awesome. Now, if someone is listening and they love everything they've heard and they need some help, they want to hear more from you, they want to check out some of your content or stalk your profile and copy it or something, where can they go to find you? What's the best place for them to get in touch? So I am predominantly on LinkedIn as Abby Naylor. I am underscore bold mood on Instagram and bold mood on TikTok. I am building my confidence with Instagram and TikTok at the moment because I, I'm a bit, a bit of a keyboard warrior on LinkedIn. That's where I'm most confident. So yeah, my goal this year is to really show up on my other platforms because I think it's important, but that is where you can find me. I love it. I spend lots of time on TikTok. I'm sure I'll see you there. Oh, can you give me some tips? <laughs> As in watching videos. Oh, I think Emma's a, a lurker. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lurker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three hours a day on there. <laughs> Honestly, it's so addictive. You can just get stuck in a hole, can't it's you? It's a vacuum. <laughs> oh, totally. But anyway. But I'm terrified of the people on TikTok. They're terrifying. I know. The comments never read the comment <laughs> section. Yeah. yeah. None yeah. of our business. Well, thank you so much. Our listeners will find that so, so valuable. And I can't wait to see everyone's spruced profiles. Let us know how it goes. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I've loved, loved this chat. So thank you. Yay. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can have even more awesome guests and help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.